Hey team, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. Uh, thank you to all of you guys who have been listening and sharing and getting around it. Um, thanks to all of you guys who have sent some messages of, messages of support. Uh, appreciate it immensely. It, even though I feel as though I'm doing this for me sometimes, it's really nice to to feel and to know uh, that we're making an impact uh, with the people that are listening. So cheers to you all. Today's guests, uh, we've got a couple of the legends from To The Edge High Performance Centre, uh, which is a elite athlete gym in Newcastle in New South Wales. So Coop and I <clears throat> were up in Sydney for a couple of days for a little bit of a mastermind event. Uh, we caught up with Dan and Meg from To The Edge, um, a... Probably a power couple, we'd probably call them. Power couple from up there, um, doing amazing things, uh, making the world a better place. So it was really cool to be able to sit down uh, and have a chat about what they're doing, what we're doing, and um, yeah, how they're uh, changing the lives of all the people uh, that they come in contact. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Dan, Meg, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to come up to Sydney and see some familiar faces. Yeah, it's cool. Looking forward to it. Coop's here too. Hello. <laughs> hey, hey, Coop. First, first question for you guys, and you can take turns answering it. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Ooh, man. Tana, you'll be good at this question. What gets me out of bed in the morning? Um, I just, I, it, sound, it probably sounds a little bit cliche, but I love the fact of like every day is a new chance to to push forward towards what you're working for. I think it's I think it's pretty easy to do that when you have like a really obviously large vision and goal and you and most of your life is wrapped around, you know, pursuing that goal and dream. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people who either listen to the podcast or uh, you know, you guys particularly can resonate with that and and uh, yeah I think just like every single day is just like cool like you know you know what your goals are for that day and yeah it's exciting to sort of set new goals for every day and see how hard or see how close you can go to, to hitting them so nice. yeah Nice. Solid. Um, I still remember when Dan and I first got together and I was like I wake up every day excited and he was like, what? And he's like, that's gross. And, I, and he was like, why? And I was like, I think it just comes from the travel that I've done and I just wake up every day with so much gratitude to be waking up like in Australia. Like, and that's so simple, but it's just like the opportunities that we have here and um, just the ease of our life here um so i guess gratitude gets me up and pumped for the day yeah nice what where where have you traveled what kind of travel have you done um so south africa central america two big ones that were super like i guess they changed me um a lot um and then europe japan uh 
Bali, Thailand. So you've been around? Yeah. Been around. She's done a bit. She's done a bit. I've done a little bit. How old were you on your first trip? Um, I think I went to Europe when I was, did the classic, like, I think I was 18 or 19, did a Kentucky in Europe. And then I was like, I'm never doing a Kentucky again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 18 or 19, I think. What, what's like the contrast that you remember from like traveling and seeing like how different parts of the world live to like your life now? Like what kind of, apart from the gratitude, what kind of things do you try and bring back? Yeah. So I guess just like, it's kind of gratitude again, but like I was saying to Dan yesterday, the simplicity of how they live, you know, they get up and they get things done and there's no like here we find so many excuses and so many reasons to be upset or not be like living our best life or whatever you know like in South Africa you've got people who wake up in the morning they pick up a basket that they've hand woven and it's got 20 kilos of stuff they put on their head they walk up a hill with no shoes on and that's their day you know and then they walk home at night with the food feed probably the village and then do it again they're living in houses where the floor is dirt and you know everyone's dirty it's literally four walls and that's what their house is and like I was saying again I remember we were driving through some villages to go and do like a gorilla hike and the villages were like it was like four driving through their main streets and um there's the kids would like run to the vans and run outside the vans with the biggest smiles on their face they were so excited to see you everyone's like waving to you everyone's so friendly and so happy and you just look at how they're living and you're like what are we complaining about yeah sort of thing so it's really interesting that like in an affluent society like ours how like mental health and depression and anxiety is so much higher than areas like that 100% you're a psych you can probably tell us why yeah yeah (laughs) I just think like it's down to the culture and and like how they live and their practices and stuff like that I remember talking to a a client who's a midwife and she was saying that she had a um a lady who was maybe from Zimbabwe and she gave a talk to all these pregnant women on um on postnatal depression and this lady from yeah Zimbabwe whatever was like like, why would anyone get <laughs> postnatal depression? You know, like you have a kid and it goes out in the community and the community <laughs> awesome. has a kid. Yeah. And it's like the, the contrast in how we practice and what we as society do and just, you know, it's like we're constantly searching for so much happiness that we forget all the little things that... We should uh, be grateful Yeah, for. 100%. Yeah. That, that they don't... Maybe it's because they don't know all these other things that they could be having, but they're grateful for the things that they have and that's all that they look at sort of thing they probably also don't have social media as well um so they can't see the grass is greener on old Matt's side of the fence in america living in his mansion um yeah all they've got is all they've got and they're doing the best with that as they can yeah it's really interesting Mm. dan you talked about a big goal Mm -hmm. what is your big goal um, well, basically what our, I suppose, eventual business plan is to become something like the Red Bull High Performance Centre of Australia. So basically what that looks like is the largest 
sports science based athletic development center in the southern hemisphere um so we target yeah so we target niche and work with action sports athletes uh in particular like we work work with a, a, a large spectrum of athletes but what we really focus and specialize in is the action sports guys so yeah we're basically uh basically working and collaborating with a few of those big companies like red bull uh at awesome. the moment and uh, which is a huge sort of foot in the door for what our end dream is but yeah when that's uh that's definitely what we wake up and picture every morning is uh, is the Red Bull High Performance Centre of Australia, which obviously doesn't exist at the moment. Um, there's a facility that we were lucky enough to attend in California. What was that like? That was amazing. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Everyone there is just, um, yeah, just an amazing bunch of people, very, very smart people. And um, just the, it, was, it was really, really cool because for the first time in a long time like we were around people that were exactly like us like same vision same passion for you know producing the best action sports athletes in the world and you know just people uh, was well with a team of people who basically just thought every single day was thinking outside the box like okay cool what's never been done before let's go do that yeah you know and and you know just to to be with a, a group of people like that for a week was just um yeah it was it was really really cool and a really good insight into um you know what what potentially our, our future will look like so yeah you're kind of like a crystal ball for a, for a little bit yeah it was exactly like yeah being able to look and, and step into a crystal ball for a week which was uh, amazing how did you like kind of come to the conclusion that you like did that was what you wanted to do um I, that sort of came to me a long time ago, even before starting um, to the Edge High Performance Center. So, I, my my background is um, I played really high level baseball when I was younger, um, playing for like New South Wales and Australia and stuff like that. Like from the time I was twelve to sixteen. Yeah. Um, so I was always introduced to high level sport, but then um, once my career ended there um, through injuries and uh, and overtraining and stuff like that. I um, yeah I then started racing motocross and, and surfing and snowboarding and doing all those types of sports and just fell in love with the action sports world yeah, nice. so I get, it was a it was a combination uh, uh, like me sort of coming into the pathway that I'm in now is a combination of always being introduced to really high level sport um, from younger and then sort of falling in love with the passion of the action sports and then collaborating them both together um, cool. and then yeah and when I was uh, when I was sort of starting off on my PT stuff someone asked me you know what would be your dream job and I said man I'd love to travel the world with you know the best action action sports guys in the world and then I just clicked and said I'm going to do it That's what I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna, I'm gonna build it yeah. yeah I'm going to build it so um, yeah it's, uh, the journey started for me um, yeah a long time ago with that and I think the um, yeah like the, the end result just has never changed we just yeah. work harder and harder every day to, nice. to make it happen that's super cool Meg how did you get involved in all this apart from yeah so I did my PT course with Dan Dan was my mentor yeah. <laughs> um, roles have changed yeah 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 he's the boss um, no, and when I was doing my PT um, hours with Dan I was also I don't know why I was thought I'd do my PT course in my honours year of <laughs> psychology but that's what I did yeah um, so like told Dan that like obviously my end goal was to um, work as a sports psychologist and Dan was like I think probably from that moment he was like I need this girl on my team somehow <laughs> um, and life then, team or work team <laughs> Um, and then uh, I finished up that 
did a bunch of traveling and when I got back from traveling Dan had opened the facility um, and I just slowly came on board working there I think the first time I worked there was Dan went overseas to New Zealand so I covered a few shifts did a bit of coaching um, I was an S&C coach by this time and then have just yeah built up my role there as an S&C coach and then doing the psych stuff on the side which is sort of all tying in now very cool so like where are you at with all the psych stuff and how do you find that links in with being an SNC coach yeah so um I guess the goal for me was always and I look back at it now and I think like what was the moment that I was like I want to get into psychology and it was when I was in PE and we were learning about mental skills and I was like this is so cool yeah. so um, you know, throughout my degree, it was all changing. But now that I look back, it's like that was the moment that I wanted to be a sports psych, and it's just always stuck with me. Um, so when I finished uni, I was like a bit done with uni and studying. So I thought I'll go and do. Well, I'd been doing my PT course during that, um, and then once I started working with Dan, did my oh no, before I started working with Dan, did my SNC course, and I thought if I can just get exposure to these guys and a bit of an understanding of what they're going through. I mean, I've always played sport, um, but not a high-level action sport. Um, So if I can just get to know them on a coaching level, then at least I get a bit of an understanding. Um, And then I'm halfway through my internship now, um, so I've got one more year of that to go um, to become, like, a registered psychologist. Yep. Um, and then I can start fully practicing as a sports psychologist. Awesome. At the moment, it's got kind of just like drips and drabs, still like learning from a sports psychologist here in Sydney yeah. um, and just doing bits and pieces here with clients or with athletes that we've already got. That's, That's right. super cool. Yeah. Do you find you like start bringing some of it into your SNC, like when you're coaching? I actually try and keep a lot of it separate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I it's it's good I take a few I have a few athletes in my role um, but a lot of my clients are sort of more of the general general population that we've got at the gym Um, so I don't feel that I need to work that I mean the other day I did like concentration and pressure drills with some of my athletes um, but that's kind of as far as I'd go Yeah. Um, yeah I don't sit down with them I try and if I'm going to see someone in a psychology consult, they're Dan's client or they're external from the gym. Um, yeah. It just blurs the roles a little bit too much. Yeah, that's cool. Obviously, you guys have had a, quite a few successful athletes come out of come out of your gym facility. Take all the credit. <laughs> what are what are the biggest sort of <coughs> success factors or or personality factors that you see in these guys that determine that sort of success um it's interesting to see from an SNC point of view and a yeah, psychology yeah. point of view as well they're very different the um when dealing with action sports athletes it's it's something that we sort of clicked onto early in the piece when trying to uh program them you can't you can't actually train and program these guys like mainstream sports athletes they're very different and we sort of we were not running into issues or troubles, but we were basically, it, it stood out that these guys weren't normal athletes. Like if you, if you, you know, set like a normal periodized, you know, um, 
typical SNC program that you would give like a, a you know football player or soccer player or swimmer or something like that and give it to one of these guys it just there, there'd be heaps of friction there because the way that these guys mo- most of them generalizing here but most of the most of these guys think very differently I mean the reason they do these action sports is because they didn't want to do those mainstream sports they you know they got into it because it was just a hobby or it was a, a freedom of expression it's their art form in terms of you know um snowboarding or surfing big waves or you know motocross they're like they just want to they just want to go and do that sort of stuff so the way that we approach the these types of athletes are very different we have to we have to find a way for them to obviously obviously enjoy their training and everything like that but we have to find a, a different avenue for to, to get them to do i suppose you know the sciencey stuff and all that sort of stuff but without them i suppose realizing it too much yeah. like we don't put it in their face as much as you would a football player a soccer player yeah. those types of athletes they know that there's you know there's a regimen to follow there's a structure it's a lot of repetitive stuff yeah. you know the, the action sports guys they 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 work very very differently and so you have to find different methodologies and different ways to to get the I suppose get the outcome you want out of them but you know um, approaching it very differently so they're um, yeah they're a different kettle of fish they're super fun to work with and challenging but um, yeah, but yeah you can't um, yeah you can't treat them like a normal athlete because they're really not I guess one of your biggest goals as a coach is just to keep them on the board or on the bike. Yeah, keeping them healthy yeah. through it. So like, like their injury rates are ridiculous. Like some of these motocross riders have broken nearly every bone in their body. It's insane. You know, yeah. they're pinned and plated and fused and, and all that sort of stuff. And so you've got this, you know, almost like robotic type movement person <laughs> who you now need to train you know, at a high intensity, at a high level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the challenge is literally just keeping them, you know, healthy throughout the season. So they're always competing and, you know, they're doing what they love really. Like if you, if you can keep someone on the board on the bike you know pain free for a whole season doing what they love then you know that, that's what they're there for so yeah there's different challenges with those guys awesome you guys are two both pretty driven and up and about humans how do you like keep yourselves accountable and keep each other accountable to looking after yourselves to <laughs> filling your cup yeah, <laughs> yeah this is this has been a, a big personal challenge for me and um, I'm lucky enough to have uh, this amazing lady sitting across the table to, to help me with that so um, yeah it it's um, it's something that we're still perfecting and working on uh, we definitely keep each other accountable uh, in our you know in our job roles and, and our study and everything like that um, but yeah coming to you know, filling the personal cups and um, rejuvenating that energy has uh, always been on the back burner for me. And, um, you know, Meg's really good at at sort of making sure that we take that time out for ourselves now. And I've created a bit of a new personal schedule in terms of like morning reflection times, getting back into my own training and everything like that a lot more, Um, you know, trying to get away on weekends instead of always being at the track or always at events with athletes. Because, you know, if some, some points of the year we go like three or four weeks in a row without like a weekend because it's just working seven days a week, you know, in the gym, but then at the tracks and at events and, and coaching on the weekends and stuff like that. And before you know it, you've, you've just done two months straight without a day off sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you get to the end and you just hit the wall and burn out. And, um, and, and you know, that's not good for anyone, even though you're trying to help as many athletes as you can and always putting yourself second. You know, when it gets to that point, you don't even realize that you um you know you're not even doing good work anymore like you're only you're only 50 percent there with your coaching clients and you know you're not concentrating properly and um you know when you're in you you think you're doing really good work and you think you you know because you're doing more and more and more that you're getting further ahead but you're actually stalling your own progress um and doing your you know doing your own clients an injustice by only being 50 percent there mentally so 
you know, Meg's been really good for me in helping me change my um, personal schedule. And I, I've learned to now look out for those signs in her if she starts to do that because she's very driven with, you know, um, you know, traveling down to Sydney to, to work with her sports psych intern uh, internship. And then, you know, she's obviously got her own client base. And she, you know, at one point there, she was doing pretty much three different jobs between like our facility down in Sydney, her psych stuff, and then local psych stuff. And, you know, she started to get to that point. So it was good because I had been, <laughs> I had been through it. Not good that she was doing that, but like it was good that I'd been through that and she was looking after me so I could look for the same signs in her and, and pull her up. Yeah. So now we, yeah, now we have like a little bit of a, um, a system where you know we work in small like we work in uh, 90 day blocks and then we take time out for ourselves and, and sort of you know get away for a weekend or something but yeah we've, we've we've created a new system to help make sure that we're um looking after each other a bit more how many 90 day blocks have you been through since you started started that system <laughs> since we've done that yeah um two yeah pretty much two so like I said it's a new system for us um before that it was literally just like you know just go 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 it's go go cool, so, cool way of looking at it yeah, yeah. So whether you're up in a four and yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah we've um yeah we've done the first one we're in our, we're in, in our second block after the first one we, we uh, went up to Byron Bay and stayed in a little uh, a little tree house up there and so, caught up with uh, caught up with Drew our business coach and it was, a, it was a beautiful weekend away so I'm actually really looking forward to the next one yeah. which um before that it was just like you know what's coming up work wise that I'm looking forward to where it's yeah. now we're actually looking yeah. forward to that that little break for ourselves <laughs> you need stuff, that so. sort of spice of life mm. to and that sort of invigorates you and gives you motivation to jump back into work yeah. once you've done it yeah you've had a bit of a break from it you've sort of taken a step back you've been able to look at it almost objectively sometimes and then you can see the, the bits that you want to start getting into and yeah. get stuck into again yeah mm-hmm. it, it helps you sort of um to, to use a, sort of one of Drew's terms like helicopter over everything you're doing because when you're sort of on yep. the ground just go 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 you really get lost and um, yeah you get lost in cause sort of what you're doing and you're really focused and obviously you're fatigued and stuff like that and when you sort of take that small break you get to helicopter over everything you've been doing and where you're going and yeah you start to get a bit of you you're like oh I didn't realise that was slipping or I didn't realise I wasn't doing that as well so then you can, when you do come back from that little break and, you've, and you're you you know ready to get stuck back in you can kind of um, tie up a few loose ends or, or sort of you know go back to do something you were doing before then you start moving forward again so it gives you that over the top view a little bit more sure uh, that's, that's super cool what about you Meg what are the things you've noticed either in him or in yourself yeah yeah so um, I think and like it happened a few weeks ago like when I'm not taking care of myself or when Dan's not taking care of himself like I can feel it in the work that I do like it's shit I am the worst in my eyes you know I'm probably like no no one's left me yet but like I feel like I've done a really bad job during the week um and also too like I think I and it takes and it's taken practice and time to realize this but when I'm not being present is when I'm really busy and really stressed you know like and I'll do stupid things like I'll forget that I've like locked a house or like I'll like go back and check that my hair straighteners off and it's like I'm not in the moment like I'm thinking about all the things I've got to do at work I'm thinking about all the shit that I didn't get done yesterday yeah. um and like I think that that's probably where balance comes from a little bit is more so presence like how often are you present rather than I'm thinking about all these things that I've got to do which is so easy as a business owner right because you've always got things that you've got to do and if you don't then you're thinking of what (laughs) you can make up for yourself that you can do 
Um, yeah, you so, always want to be doing something. Yeah, exactly. Turn your legs over. So I think just trying to be more present and trying to be in each moment and do one thing at a time. I'm a like chronic multitasker and it is so inefficient. <laughs> um, so that's one of my like most recent goals is to do one thing at a time, tick it off and get it done. Um, again, that helps with being present as well. Um, and like a tiny self-care thing that Dan and I do, which like, I love and it's nothing. At the end of every day, we're like, what was the best thing that happened today? And it's just, yeah. you know, it's a way that you can look back at your day with, like, a positive view. It's not just like, well, I did this and I did this. It's like, hmm, what good did happen today and what were the standout things to me? Um, yeah, so that's a really easy self-care tip that takes two yeah. seconds. Yeah, we've got, like, our new, I love our new system now because it's looking after ourselves, but it's sort of, ref, you know, reflecting on all the good stuff like that at the end of the day, so... Yeah, reflection um, is super... Yeah, and at the start, like, I now start the day, like, before, you know, since 2011, I was basically getting up at, you know, 4.35 o'clock every day, first coaching client at 6, and, you know, that's how... And, and you know, not getting home till 10 p.m. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. for... You know, for, for like four or five feel years that straight. Like, yeah. Feel that on a spiritual level. Yeah, uh, yeah we feel that deep inside. But um, yeah, so like now, like I, uh, I try not to start my first coaching client of the day till about sort of seven thirty, eight o'clock um, most days. And then, but pretty much, yeah, I start my day every day work with a bit of journaling and stuff now. So I'll get up, um, put on some, uh, I'm a obviously crazy uh, surfing lover. So I'll put on some like um, wave sounds and stuff like that. Um, go to our little zen room and um, yeah just do some stretching and journaling and you know I start my day writing down well three things three things that I'm grateful for like right now in my life and you know every day changes most of the time one of those is always Meg so like having her there is you know look, <laughs> having her always there to, to, to look after me but um, you know just yeah three three things I'm grateful for and uh, and and then three things that's going to make today great so like three it doesn't have to be a huge goal and it's not a it's not a to-do list it's just like like three things going to make today great so I might be like seeing though like like driving past the beach on my way back home for lunch you know or something like that or, or making sure I train today or um, you know it might, if I've got a staff meeting it might be like like bring, bringing 100% of myself to the staff meeting and you know leading the team today um, so yeah like three basic three basic things I'm grateful for three basic things that I'm um, that I want to achieve that day uh, and then at the end of the day we reflect back on it and you know if you've hit two out of three of those things it's, it's been a great day yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter you know in, in business or you know anything you know pursuing your goals it's going to be that roller coaster ride but you know if you feel like you've got home at the end of a, a long day and it, and it hasn't been a successful one you look back over and you go well I actually hit like you know yeah. two out of three of those things that was a good day and it changes your perception on it and then you wake up the next day and you set three new things and yeah it's 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 been probably one of the biggest things that's helped our business actually move forward is me doing that yeah and you never think you think you know putting in more hours or working harder or reaching yeah. out to this person or collaborating with that company or doing something would be the thing that actually took your business from here to here but kind of doing less but do, like doing less volume and more quality work and taking time for ourselves and, and introducing that basic strategy to start my day has been the biggest thing for our business growth yeah. which I would never have thought of and I feel better <laughs> so, and you sleep in <laughs> I can test that as well yeah. like I've been doing journaling lately as well and do a very similar thing so I write my gratitude I write my intention for the day yeah. and then a few targets that I want to that I want to hit yeah and yeah, I just find it gives you so much clarity on what your intention is for the day. Yeah. 
how you want to sort of and it, it defines how you start your day as well yeah like the way you start is the way you finish yeah so if you start on the front step then you'll finish strong as well yeah yeah um, I, I, I agree I think that's one of the biggest factors for me that's helped my success and helped my uh, productivity yeah. over the last few months yeah it can be really easy I think as a, like, as a business owner to feel like you're so busy but you're actually not you yeah. know like yeah. you're not doing anything productive you start but one you're thing like, for five minutes and you yeah. do another thing and then next thing you know it's three hours later and you've done nothing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. but you're like I'm so busy and it's like wait what have I actually yeah. achieved today yeah like, I read a really good quote in um, Tim Ferriss's Tool of Titans that um, busyness is a form of laziness <laughs> and it's just like it's like you always think like you know when you're building a business and, and people ask you like you know how's it going you're like oh you know I'm really busy you know I think yeah. like that's almost like a you know a medal of honor or like a badge of honor yeah. that you want to wear like to show yeah. that you're busy shows like success and it's just like no like if you if 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 you feel like you're always busy it's actually a form of laziness because you haven't done those little those little things right yeah. to make sure that you don't get you know lost in lost in yeah. the day yeah. it's almost like a way to procrastinate as well yeah it's like oh I'm gonna start this thing and then I'll start this thing but yeah. I'm gonna see this one all the way through and it's been for the last six weeks yeah we still do it but yeah. yeah we still do it but as long as um, yeah, as long as you recognise you're doing it, and you're like, okay, now I'm going to go back to what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. but and, and you make time. Like I'm big on like people are like I don't have time to do that, and I'm like, you will make time for the things that are really important to you. You know, like yeah. if yeah. something matters like you'll find a way even still when Dan was like I don't have time for that I'm like well <laughs> like you can make time if you really want to yeah, do it 100% yeah. if you really want something yeah. you will find the time you exactly. need 100%. if not then it's not a priority to you yeah hmm. exactly yeah, yeah definitely but some things like health and things like that like training for me become less and less of a priority but I know I need to like kick myself up the yeah. butt and just get it done because that's going to make me better for yeah. everything else like sure Coop could probably test that but what, test, test this when I train and when I'm, I've done something like I'm usually a little bit more up and about in the gym and we're yeah. a little bit more zinging my step yeah, yeah. Like, I think, my step I think you're more present as well yeah like what Meg was just saying about presence and if you you sort of know when you're uh, burning out or you know when you're doing too much if you're not 100% there in the moment and yeah. with the people that you're with and doing a specific task yeah and giving that 100% of your effort to that yeah for sure things like training going for a walk they're just like a reset yeah like yes yeah. it's, it's like a distinct start and end to the, to the session so yeah. it's like your day's got a got a full stop and then you start another sentence rather mm. than it just be fucking jumble yeah. like writing writing rubbish all day yeah um, how do you guys go and like which part of I guess the process are you in between like starting and then having that 10 year Red Bull performance center goal um, in terms of like take like not just focusing on the I guess the end goal which there'll never really be an end goal because a lot oh, of people yeah, yeah. it but yeah. um, having that I guess big target yeah that's that again we sort of ran into that issue with me and my energy levels last because it's, it's hard when you if you're only focused on that huge big goal like you know I found I wasn't enjoying the little wins along the way and, yeah. and, and everything like that and so I guess we've kind of we've kind of used a, a few strategies again from Drew and that in, in like the, the seven figure mountain range type thing but in turn not in terms of monetary but actually using that same philosophy in like our wins and, and sort of okay you know 
if we because we're just about to um, move our facility to the next one it's not obviously the Red Bull one but like you know scaling up the business and everything like that so we've set smaller targets between here and that Red Bull facility and you know instead of we, we definitely know where we're heading and that's always in the background but it's not I suppose our our biggest forefront at the moment because if when we were doing that like I said you know we, we weren't enjoying stopping and enjoying those little things along the way so yeah yep. now we've got a couple of new targets of like um and our, our next facility upgrade and move you know um obviously like different revenue numbers different um different projects that we want to sort of bring into the mix as well so we've kind of broken that huge 10-year plan up into into smaller blocks kind of like you know the breaking a year up into the 90-day blocks and then that way for us when you know we're now stopping and celebrating the wins along the way and enjoying the process a lot more i think that's the biggest thing is is when you know you you do something really well and you achieve the next step you know uh, in your business or or in whatever you're doing but you've got such a long road to go you know you don't stop and enjoy it. you're just like okay cool that's done what's next yeah. okay cool that's yeah. done what's next and having those little wins makes so much difference yeah definitely and, and again that's what that's what Meg really brought me back to was you know we have to stop and enjoy it makes yeah I'm talking yeah, about he, he was, he was, uh, there was one point where it was just like everything was like okay we've got to like get to this now and get to this and even with new people that were coming into the gym like Dan back okay this is all right now but like it was almost like he was selling them on where we were going and I was like we need to be here and like this is good enough you know like and I said to Dan like you could get to the Red Bull High Performance Center and then look back at your life and be like holy shit where did that all go yeah like I'm here now woohoo now what and where's my life gone sort of thing it's like life doesn't pause while you go and chase your dreams like life is chasing your dreams and if you're not having fun chasing your dreams then like yeah that's point yeah yeah Yeah, there was like a yeah big moment with that sort of stuff right in the middle of where I wasn't stopping to celebrate the wins like we had like Red Bull like come up come up from Sydney and like we just started working with or we'd been working with one of their um, top level athletes Rihanna Nifflin for a little while and we did a whole day filming in there so like we basically had the gym closed off Red Bull was filming all day we had like the current world champion there training her doing a programming doing interviews and stuff and which was a, like a huge amazing thing and like it was a big day I got home I was really tired and fatigued from it all because I just invested myself into it for like you know the entire day and Meg was like how was it I was like yeah it was all good but tomorrow you know this is this was like, and she was just like like how can you not enjoy what you just like, did it was what like what the hell dude, that was amazing like. <laughs> and, I, and I was just like yeah it was all good but you know tomorrow we're going to do this and, and you know like I, I didn't stop to celebrate that huge win for us yeah. and actually having Red Bull come up to our facility like our current little facility now you know and, and utilise it and, and you know looking back I was just like whoa that was a huge foot in the door for us in terms of you know become the Red Bull facility and you know I was so blinded and had my blinkers on and yeah, just like I was like yeah cool that happened we got our foot in the door now let's keep moving on and yeah it was um yeah, it was it was like sort of silly to look back on, but like now we're yeah now we're sort of breaking that huge goal up. We know we hundred percent know where we're going to end up, but yeah. it's um it's it's now sort of stopping to to have a look at those smaller targets that we're moving forward to. And every time we hit one of those, you know, stop, celebrate, enjoy it, take a break, and then move forward to the next one. How long have you guys been open for now? The facility opened um, two years, so just uh, just over two years we've had the building open. So um, goes quick. It goes, yeah, it goes yeah. really quick. Like we, yeah, just like celebrated our one year birthday. I was like, holy crap, it's been a year. And then you know, the second year came around even faster. It was like, holy crap, you know, it's, it's been two years now. And and 
yeah, it's it's ridiculous how fast it goes. But like in in terms of you know who we who we were as a business and a company, you know when the when the doors first opened to what we are now is is just like ridiculously different. It's cool to look back and kind of. It's a, oh, yeah. yeah, you guys, you guys, I mean, you guys would do the same thing. Like as your business and your company evolves and you grow and, you know, your member, your member base evolves with you and, you know, you yeah. attract the right people into your company, you know, like, like, you know, the, the other businesses outside that you network with that you really resonate with and you all yeah. start working together and yeah, it's, it's a crazy ride just watching it all unfold and grow and evolve and, and everything. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to look back on. I think it's important to look back because if you, in terms of moving forward to where you want to go, if you don't stop to look back and see where you've come from, I think it's very easy to get lost in that road up the mountain if you don't stop and look back and see where you've come from. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, I want to touch on before about uh, a bit more like training, training methodologies. Yeah. So let's say uh, we have a new athlete walking to your gym what's the sort of process that they go through to um, be inducted into your into your performance centre yeah cool so we're actually like really really like happy and excited with our process now um, with that Basically, what we do is um, we do like a, a three-session onboard process. So for us, like what we do, every single member of our gym, whether they're an everyday athlete or a world champion, basically has their own custom-tailored program to suit them, their individual needs and their sport. And so we obviously utilize like a lot of our, um, you know, the, the sports science side of it and the rehab side of it behind building that program. So when an athlete walks in the door, we basically sit down, we go through a really in-depth consultation with them, find out who they are as a person, as an athlete, what they do. So we'll use, you know, just like a, um, uh, action sports athlete for, for example. So talk about them, you know, about what they've done in their sport previously, find out all about their health history, every injury they've had, you know, what their goals are. Cause they're also coming to us for a certain reason. So find out what their goals are, find out what their blocks are towards those goals. Um, then we'll take that, you know, once we've collected that sort of data, then we'll go into, uh, into the gym and do sort of like a level one, um, fitness testing, which is a pretty basic, um, overall battery test system to begin with. So we just want to get a bit of framework around, um, them as an overall athlete, you know, obviously their um, their conditioning, their strength, their um, movement quality, all that sort of stuff. Um, then we'll actually go into an in-depth F- FMS and uh, and actually go a little bit deeper dive into some of their old injuries. So see what their old injuries have left trails in terms of movement dysfunction. Yeah. Um, obviously, if they uh, if they can't move well, they're not going to move very often, and you're going to hit glass ceilings in terms of training performance. So we want to find out those now so that we don't get you know three months down the track into their training and, and start to hit plateaus because you know of something we should have assessed you know um, you know ankle yeah. mobility or something something crazy going on there so yeah we just basically try and collect as much data as we can with them over um, over those two or three sessions yeah uh, and then from there we basically build them a, a custom program um, based on obviously their needs what you know where they are in season travel wise and all that sort of stuff and then we basically uh, start working with them towards the goals that they've set. Cool. And I suppose a lot of the athletes work with you long term. Yeah. Do you have any that come in for preparation just for a single competition? Yeah, yeah, we've had guys that come in, um, you know, um, either either use the facility. So, um, so like Ben Harrington um, used the facility uh, and some of some of us for um, 
like the prep for the com games this year um, awesome. for his last com games and yeah we have athletes sort of come in if they're if they're working just towards say like one event and sort of use that because if it's a big enough event they'll usually take a bit of a break after that and sort of go back into a bit of a, an off season I suppose but yeah most like most of our guys are um, you know on a seasonal plan so they'll be working like following most of their training blocks and everything like that in and around travel and tapering in and out of events and things like that um, so yeah and we've got athletes that come back um, who are competing overseas and spend like you know months on end overseas and then come back home just for testing so once so when we you know have the opportunity they might only have to be home for like a week before they you know ship off the other side of the world so we'll get them home test them find out how they've been going you know see if there's any any changes or pivots we need to make in their programming set them back up and send them away and then um, yeah and then sort of like we have guys coming and going and then guys that use the facility every day that are local and uh, and can get to us a couple of times a week so yeah we try and I mean our goal is to reach out to as many athletes as we can you know physically in the time that we're here so um, you know however we can help them whether it's just for one single event or whether it's for a whole season or whether it's for their whole career we want to be able to help them yeah awesome uh, what, what about you Mick where does your role as well your I suppose current and future role as a psych sports psychologist come in yeah for sure so I work with some of the I guess the motocross athletes that we have now that we've had long term um, and then any of our other athletes that feel that they need that something's not right with them um, or that they're held back by their mental performance um, before like when you asked about what determines the success of an athlete it's the same um, mentally as it is physically if someone's not willing to you know break down mental barriers or try new strategies then it's like you're banging your head against a wall it's not going to work sort of thing so um, I've taken on a few clients that have just come to the gym um, for sports psych and that's probably where my role will go so there'll be me there at the facility who services the athletes that we've already got but then also external athletes who might just want to come just for sports psych cool hmm. how do you guys go balancing like work and home and living together and all of the yeah, all of, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot hey. <laughs> depends, depends um, what day of the week yeah. you ask us that question hey. <laughs> so, um, I guess it's, it's so hard and like we we will work on this forever but just trying to separate work and home and like making it really clear that okay we're at home now we're not talking about work (laughs) we have friday mornings just this this morning actually usually we would be down at the beach having a coffee on a friday morning and it's like a strict no work we don't talk about work someone talks about work it's like Get what are you out. talking about? Yeah. 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 There's, no, right? there's not much else to talk about. <laughs> so we sit in silence. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'll open up the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, so we try and do little things like that where it's like, and it's just being accountable to each other, like calling each other out and being like, oi, no, not work time right now. Dan woke me up the other night on. Oh, before we went to bed it was 10.30 at night and Dan insisted on drawing me a future facility <laughs> diagram and I was like really is this right now showing a real um, estate properties at 4 in the morning and oh, stuff that I found that's, that's no that is that's not right. happening yeah. um, but just trying to be really separate with it and there's a time and a place for work and we can't do it all the time if yeah. we're not filling our own cups we don't fill the cups of our clients and yeah. if we're talking about work all the time you know, our, our relationship changes too. You know, when we're at work, 
we're we're different with each other. Yeah. Um, and I don't obviously I don't like our work relationship as much as our normal relationship because it's like we're just co-workers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so moving between those two relationships too is really interesting but important yeah. to do I wouldn't say we've perfected it but we're yeah. yeah we've got a few things even like sitting down at the end of the day or whatever like that you know what was the best thing that happened in your day not talking about work but you know same as if you, you know yeah. normal, normal people I suppose you know one goes to work their work the other goes to the other work they come home at the end of the day and like you know tell me about your day like we, we do that sort of thing and yeah we find doing that like we don't talk about you know you know like the, 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 the typical work stuff or what we're yeah. going to do tomorrow or, or anything like that as if you know we were at work talking in a meeting or something like that so yeah we've got a few little things that sort of help but yeah, yeah. I think we both just have a, a, an understanding that you know we know we yeah. both, we're both on the same page with what we want and what we don't want so you know I think when we get home it sort of just works in that sort of stuff we just sort of switch off and, and sort of start talking about normal yeah. life stuff but Chill. yeah I wouldn't say we've perfected it but we I think we're both on the same page with it yeah it's hard yeah like when you're so engrossed in your work and you're so um invested in what you're trying to achieve yeah, yeah. it's hard to just say okay I'm going to not touch my phone for the next for, for the rest of the evening yeah. when there's so many things you want to still be doing to yeah. move the needle forward yeah Tim does that all the time <laughs> I put it down mate no, yeah. No. or else yeah I tried to do and I really liked it so I'll probably go for it again like an 8pm curfew with my phone where it's like yeah. after 8pm like yeah. I'm Big done fan. you know clients can wait and that's the thing you're always like oh but I've just got to like write back to this person and it's like they'll still be there in the morning <laughs> yeah without without sounding bad but yeah it's it's we, we have to sort of like be strict on that sort yeah, of stuff you've got to draw the, yeah. Draw yeah. the line yeah. yeah sort of um, what's appropriate almost yeah hmm yeah, I mean, we, you know, we're in this for the long haul. We want to be doing this forever. So, you know, we need to set those boundaries so we can. Otherwise, you know, we've, you've seen a, a lot of people in our industry, you know, be there for a short amount of time, you know, pushing yeah. hard with big goals and be there for a short amount of time. Just and doing really well too. like yeah. And doing really well, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it just gets to the point where I think, you know, there's no there's no switch off and boundary and then they get to a point where it feels like they've got no life. So they're just like, no, bugger it. I'm just going to go back to a normal job so I can live my life again. Yeah. So, you know, if we don't have those little things like, okay, we're not going to talk you know not going to talk to clients after 8 p.m we're not going to you know we're, we're going to get home and switch off from work and things like that you know i think that's what's going to help us maintain doing what we do at a high level forever mm. so all right we've uh we've got stuff to do we're gonna hit the road so we, we finish off <coughs> we finish off the podcast with a bunch of like short sharp questions mm-hmm. so first answer that comes in your head um cooper and i'll take some turns and you two take turns with answering them okay first question have you had a defining moment that's for me. Um, I honestly would say when I travelled in South Africa, it changed my whole outlook. Um, so I can't put it down to one like moment in that trip, but just yeah, that travelling and the exposure I got in Rwanda and Zimbabwe, especially, it was like just changed how I looked at the world. I guess. Yeah. See, nice, Dan. Way back in 2011, when someone asked me, "What's your dream job?" Like, cool. I just, it just, it was so clear in my mind. I could picture it. I could, I could step into it. I, I could, yeah, basically step into that image of, of of exactly what we're trying to build. Way back then, and so from that day, and I couldn't get it out of my head. So from that day onwards, it was just like that's what I want. Awesome. So yeah, it's amazing. 
Okay. Uh, what is your? Do you have a specific? We've sort of already gone over it. Specific morning routine. Take us from when you wake up to your first client. Yeah, so wake up, go into our little office slash zen room, put on some uh, some ocean sounds of, of some waves. So because that's that's my when I'm out in the ocean, that's the only place I feel like I can completely switch off from the world. Is when I'm even if it's like you know ten foot surf and probably like I can I can be relaxed out there. So I'll, I'll wake up, put those sounds on, um, do some stretching and some movement stuff, and then do my journaling. Three grateful things, um, three things I want to achieve today. Um, then I'll go from there, have a shower, and then, um, yeah, basically get ready for work, head out to work, and then, um, yeah, see see how all the all the team's doing, and then have Ricky out there while I start uh, planning the day. Mine always starts a little bit differently. Like, some mornings I work really early, um, so on those mornings I literally get up, drive to Macca's and get a coffee. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> and Make your own or go without. <laughs> Standards. Hey, Waters, anyone's in Newcastle, Waters Bay Coffee at Macca's. That's where it's at. Um, cool. So those are my like two early morning days on days where it's not an early morning start for me or I've got the morning off. We've got a little puppy and I just, mm. I love to play. I love vegetable and he does, to be honest. I think. <laughs> so I'll often like take him for a walk first thing in the morning. Um, and that's a little thing too that like makes me really present. I'm yeah. just focused on human playing cool. fetch. So that's probably what I do on the mornings where I'm not super early to work. So it's, either, it's either a puppy walk or a Macca's coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both equally as good. Rock's <laughs> dying. <laughs> I was going to ask you what you're most proud of, but most ashamed of. <laughs> what are you most proud of? Oh, wow, that's hard. Um, do you need you go first? <laughs> I'm probably most proud of I'm pr- I'm proud of the community that we've built as a as a company. The the amount of people that we've brought together that didn't know each other that, you know, like nothing even to do with, you know, the the sports science side of it and what we're creating. Like like what I'm most proud of is, is what we've brought together. Like when we have social events or just those really busy um, days of the gym where everyone's in there and the vibe and like so many people and so many people have become really, really close friends through that yeah. community. Like they hang out on, on the weekends and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, and, and like our team of our staff, so like Meg and I and then our, our, um, our two coaches, um, Harley and Michaela, and you know when when everyone's in there and the vibe I I just you know know, every single time I just stop take a look around and just say like you know what we've created is really cool and really special so I'm most proud of the community that we've that we've I suppose created um, through our company you do do that a lot I'm like proud of Dan a lot (laughs) no I would say I always say Dan I'm proud of him I mean I changed my answer I'm really proud of him (laughs) um I'm most proud of probably the determination of both of us to keep doing those things um, and the determination that we carry through in all aspects of our life like it seems that nothing has been too hard so far um, or too too big for us sort of thing so it's a hard thing to upkeep I think determination and it's so easy to stop and give up um so 
the maintenance of determination, maybe. Good. Awesome. Very good. Mm. What are you most excited for over the next 12 months? Oh, wow. Um, the next 12 months. I'm super excited to upgrade the facility. Um, really? Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> pretty excited. For, um, yeah, to do that and for the opportunities that will come from that. Um, in our personal life, we're going to do another trip maybe to Japan. So mm. I'm super stoked nice. to do that at the end of the year. Nice. Um, Very cool. Yeah. And, and to, like, my psych career develops more and more every week. And that's something at the moment that yeah. for a while it's been a bit stagnant and not really moving. And at the moment it's moving kind of rapidly. So I'm really excited for that to progress and to be more in that career role. Like, the more and more I take clients on at the gym for psych, the more I'm like, man, I love it. Like, I am frothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, for that role to get bigger and bigger, I'm really excited for it. Sick. Yeah. No, same for me. Like, the facility facility upgrade for us, um, you know, I've I've personally been working in the background on this for a long time, like like since mid-last year, and it's created a lot of stress and everything like that, and it's finally so close to happening. So, as far as, like, looking forward the next 12 months, yeah. But... Not in terms of being able to walk into a bigger gym or, you know, a fancy gym or whatever like that and have shiny new things. It's it's the opportunities that it creates. So, like, you know, with upgrading the facility, you know, and, you know, expanding out, we can bring on, like, we're going to, we've got a bunch of legends in uh, in Newcastle, next-gen physio guys. They're opening up a satellite clinic in there. So, it's like, awesome. it's, you know, and we've just aligned with some really, really... Um, really really great um, sports dietitians that we're going to be working with as well and sort of awesome. uh, um, that's like the final pillar in terms of our business model um, between uh, high performance rehab um, nutrition recovery like every everything's um, psychology bringing it all in like our pillars of what the business are and awesome. And so, yeah, like the facility upgrade allows us to finally, you know, expand and, and open up those new opportunities for us and our members and be able to grow. So, yeah, it's nothing to do with the new equipment or the bigger space and, you know, like feeling better about yourself that way. It's it's literally the all these things that all these things that we've sort of been waiting to unravel and, and be able to do um, and those opportunities. And then, yeah, it makes sense. I'm pretty keen to get back to the snow as well and, and do a few little things like that. And like our little, person, our little personal breaks, you know, mean so much to us now. So, yeah, there's so much to look forward to. That's going right back to the start of this, what gets us up every day. Mm. Very cool. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> to finish off, I want favourite book or learning resource and favourite quote. Ooh. Um, I'm a bad quotes person. Um, just butcher one. <laughs> I'll just make one up. Yeah. <laughs> um, an original Meg. Yeah. Um, book or learning resource I'll jump into this one what you think yeah. my, one of my favourite books my sister actually got me it was a book by Jack DeLosa called Unwritten oh, yeah. um, it's not, a, it's not a, a huge big in-depth book but like some of the, it was just very real and, and, and hits very very home with a young <laughs> entrepreneur so like someone that you know especially someone that's trying to create something that's never been done because that's what Jack basically did like you know when he built the entourage and everything like that like he was a young guy with a dream and, and just wanted to go completely against the grain of um, like tertiary education and everything like that yeah. and you know he, he's built something amazing and that book like the whole way through it was, it was I'm not uh, before that book I wasn't a big reader like I used to you know I just used to get bored with reading because I can't sit still long enough and so like 
that was the first, one of the first books that I just could not put down. Like I was excited to go to bed and read a couple more pages that night. Yeah. Um, so for me, that book was, yeah, it was amazing. And favorite quote, probably, probably one that we've had on the gym wall for a while. It was a, an Eric Thomas one, like, um, basically like at the end of, like at the end of pain is success, you know, like it doesn't matter if it hurts for, you know, a minute, an hour, a day, a week, a year, like the pain will subside and at the end of that pain is success and for me as an athlete and you know now as a business person you know I think my mental toughness is one of the biggest things that just keeps getting me through that and stubbornness (laughs) (laughs) same thing right same thing thing. but yeah like you know I'm doesn't doesn't matter for me how much it hurts or how tired I am or just like how much it sucks right now I'm always going to push through that so for me it's always resonant it's like doesn't matter how much it, it hurts right now the end of this is is the success so if, I don't I don't know that one uh, that one for me is always stuck love it um, a book that I probably really enjoyed and it seems like it's a really specific book but it's it's called how bad do you want it and it's um, I'm not sure if it's written by sports psychs. Um, but it's centered around endurance athletes and sort of what goes on mentally for them. Um, but I think it, it also can be really applicable to anyone um, and, you know, how bad you want something. Um, so that's probably one of my favorite books. Um, a quote, cracky, you've stumped me. <laughs> oh, no rush. Can't be late again. There is, and it comes from that book. It's a, it's a quote. Again, it's about gratitude. It's something long-winded, but it's like centers around gratitude being about the process. Um, It's a few sentences, but that's the heart of that quote. Is that it's all about? What's your guys' favorite quotes? (laughs) Oh man. I say the term my favourite quote about eight times a day yeah um, my favourite one at the moment is probably just you can have anything you want but you can't have everything you want oh, that's what I was going to say oh yeah. <laughs> it's been too much time together yeah it's just that's cool I like that yeah. mm. so you can you can have it anything you want you've just got to figure out what's most important because you can't do it all at the same time yeah um, like I want to travel the world a lot but I also want to run a business so I can't yeah. do both <laughs> Yeah, and I said I said to Dan on the way down here, I was like, "How cool is it when you change your mind from thinking of all the things that you have to do, and you change all the things that you get to do?" Like, like I was I don't know I was thinking about the other day, and I was like, "You know what? If I wanted to move to Bali tomorrow, could. I could do that. Yeah. Like, I could make that happen." Yeah. And it's like I think when you get stuck in, I have to do this. I have to pay tax, and I have to wash my car, and I have to you know like all those have to's it's like god you get so bogged down where it's like I get to wake up and do this and if yeah, I chose yeah. to I could do this yeah, tomorrow to do that. Yeah. yeah yeah very cool what's yours quote wrap here uh, to finish her off wrap her up it's gonna be good at I don't know if this is a quote. This is just something that I've been thinking about lately. But <laughs> a Coop quote. <laughs> this, is, this is a Coop original, probably. Probably, maybe. Uh, don't delay happiness. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah, I like, like that. Why, like, attach your happiness to goals? The, the or, end goal. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, just, or obtaining something yeah. material. Why can't you just be happy now? Yeah. Love that. That's gonna be on. Michael. That's gonna be on a uh, a card or a, a that's gonna pop up on a uh, motivation meme or something yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> in, a, in a couple of days. <laughs> Good for you guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, yeah. for, having right. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys.